Hello and welcome. This is Reverend Mark Bishop, Interim Pastor here at St. Paul United Church of Christ in Wapakoneta, Ohio, where no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. We say this because we try to live God's extravagant welcome. You are always welcome to be a part of our family at St. Paul UCC here in Wapak. May God bless us abundantly as we worship together. Gratitude Month. Yeah, did you know that? I did. I did not know that. A few years ago, that's that's uh, been declared to be the case, and it is also that month when we talk about stewardship here in the church. So I thought that was a nice uh, conflation of of the two, and so we're going to be talking about uh, stewardship. For the next three Sundays, and uh, our, our, our Faith Promise Sunday will be on two weeks from now, the 19th, and uh, you'll be getting a mailing this week from us um, uh, asking you to consider uh, how you give of yourself and your talents, your time, and of course, your money for the general fund. And uh, so we, we thought it would be fun to have um, people talk about the various ministries of St. Paul and ask them to, to say a word about what keeps them working on behalf of St. Paul Ministries. And so this morning we have Kay Wellington to talk to us about the Call to Care Ministry. It's a pleasure, and it really is an honor, a privilege to be here and, and share with you some of what I do in the church that is just a special thing for me. As you all know, we have a very rich, rich history of caring for each other, caring for those in our congregation. Um, if, if you remember back a few years, Almeida Hibner and Spike Kohler used to make gifts that they would put on the tables out in the fellowship hall and you would leave the services and you would pick one up of someone you knew or maybe someone you didn't know and you would sign your name that you were going to see them and that would be your little visit. It was nothing more than a great deal of love from Almeida and Spike and those who then went on the visits. Next we had Elaine Mikesell, who was hired to be a pastor of visitation. 
So her job here was to go around and visit the people that were pretty much homebound in our congregation. Reverend Gondola came next. With him, somewhere he found a two-inch thick binder that says called to care on the outside with a huge amount of wonderful information inside. And if you wanted to join the called to care program, you had to come to all of his training sessions. And I think uh, maybe a few in here did that. I didn't do that at that time. But that was a very structured called to care program. Next, Pastor Becky was here. And she had the program, I remember, that's when I joined, and we would meet, I believe it was after church, maybe once a month, and just talk about who maybe we needed to visit, have a prayer, maybe a bit of scripture. But it was that, uh, that meeting once a month that I'm, I'm very against meetings, but. <laughs> so after some amount of time, Pastor Becky said to me, well, would you like to take it over? Would you like to do the Call to Care program? So I thought about it, prayed about it, and I thought, I love this. I love doing this, sure. But I want to simplify it. Is it okay if I simplify it, if we don't have meetings? And I think she thought it was just going to lose the program if, you know, at any rate. So I took it over. Today I have like a sheet that people call me who are on our team and I just check it off when they have seen their call partner. It's set up very, very simply. Um, we have always visited in our church, and then the pandemic came. And what happens when you have a pandemic? Well, you can't go out and visit the elderly especially because everyone was at risk at that time. So all those visits stopped, and we thought, what can we do? Well, we increased a card ministry. We have six ladies in our church who make cards and they're gorgeous. We send them for holidays, for um, birthdays, anniversaries, just plain thinking of you. And then everyone on our team also sends cards. We also did phone calls during that time. Well, all well and good. We're slowly coming out of that pandemic time period. So we are now back, thankfully, to home visits. It's just really wonderful for the home visits. Here you'll see one of our home visits, Nancy Frymuth, was at Barbara Wheeler's house giving her one of her beautiful diamond pictures that she does. Here is Doris Sunderland, and Jan Schlenker had a visit with her one day. And I don't know if you've read your whole bulletin yet, but Doris is going to be 102 on November the 12th. Her address is in the bulletin, so if you can get a little card or a little note or something off to Doris, I am sure she would love to hear from you. This past spring, Pastor Anthony suggested home communion again. Uh, the folks that on, were on this list had not had home communion since prior to the pandemic, and some of them couldn't remember at all the last time that they had had home communion. 
So he and I spent two days flying all over Aglaze County, Wapakoneta, Lima, up to Cloverdale, and um, offering communion. I can't tell you what that does. It's just amazing. And we're going to do it again in November, but this time the whole Call to Care team is going to be involved. It's not going to just be me. You can see here the, the slide that was just up was Pastor Anthony, and that was Emil George, and myself up at Cloverdale. As of today, we have 22 people that on our, are on our Call to Care list, and I asked them before they join, would you like to join the Call to Care list? And some will say yes, and some will say, oh, I don't think I'm quite ready yet. But it has to be their decision to formally join to receive our um, calling. We also have 22 folks, many of them are here today, just like me, that are on the team. Annually, we make over 300 contacts of visits, phone calls, and cards over the course of a year. 300, over 300. Our team gathers twice a year. Those are our meetings. The first one is we gather here for our annual photo, and you'll see that in the breezeway. We always have the current photo up there. Um, we are often missing a lot of people in that photo, but whoever's here gets their photo, and this year they got one of Pastor Anthony's cookies. The other thing we do is we have a Christmas party at our house for all the folks, and it's just a time that we can sit together and just, I don't know quite the word I want, talk about this wonderful, wonderful ministry that we have. So that's pretty much the nuts and the bolts of this program. And if you would like to join, this is my shameless plug, please feel free to call me because we're always looking for people. Or if you know someone that should be in our program, then you can let me know that too. But wait, as they say on television. The big thing is why. Why do we take the time to go and visit? Why do we send a card? Why do we make a phone call? Why do we do this? Why do I do this? John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are to love one another. The call to care mission is to bring love and joy to our friends who can't come into the church. When I visit, I'll ask questions like, what was it like growing up? or how did you meet your spouse, or tell me about your first car, or they're all, it's so easy. People say, well, I can't talk. Well, it's pretty easy. You're not talking. You are listening. And the stories that I have heard are just, I wish I had time, but it's a long service. I'll keep going. <laughs> Anyways, you would think, oh, isn't she nice? What a kind thing she does. It's just great. But you know what? The blessing of giving to other people is returned to you, to me, a hundredfold. I have been blessed to be a blessing to others. So I choose to step in 
to the life of St. Paul Church by participating in sharing love to the homebound. This congregation, you, you folks at home, me, we are family and we care for each other. We love one another as God has loved us. So, how can you generously return God's love? What is God calling you to do? What jumps out at you when you read this, these words of Jesus is that he's trying to teach us about humility, isn't he? Humility doesn't have anything to do with downcast eyes or even noble stories of sacrifice. Humility is a way of looking at ourselves the way God looks at us. It's living courageously in a spirit of equality and connectedness with each other. It's fiercely hanging on to the vision of God's kingdom, which is coming. It's us wrestling with what does that look like and how must I be to be a part of its coming. It's this that enables everyone to, to be brothers and sisters with each other. It's what makes us capable of treating each other with respect, even if we have lots of things that divide us and difficulties even understanding where the other person is coming from, what they're thinking, what motivates them. We hang on tenaciously to the idea that no one is beneath us or above us in God's world. We are literally equal. That's what we mean when we say that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. In other words, our, the, the way our human relationships are point beyond themselves to the justice and peace that God calls us to live in. Let me read a part of that scripture again. And I think you'll begin to see what Jesus is working at here. But you are not to be called rabbi, that rabbi teacher, a high exalted. For you have one teacher, and you are all brothers and sisters. And no one, call no one your father on earth. Now that, that's a little confusing, isn't it? We all have fathers. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. In other words, it makes us equal to look at ourselves the way God looks at us. 
nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. And then here's the clincher. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. This helps us a bit to understand where Paul is coming from. I don't know, I, I often say Paul is very difficult and, and he's difficult to like <laughs> at times. And, and this is one of those. He says, he's bragging, isn't he? You remember our labor and toil, brothers and sisters. We work night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaimed to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses and God also how pure and upright and blameless our conduct was toward you believers. Sounds a little braggy, doesn't it? How can that be humble? Being humble doesn't mean that you don't boldly know that you have a role in teaching and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, of modeling the kind of love and respect for everyone here on earth. There are lots of opportunities right here and right now for, for doing this kind of modeling. It's, it's really, in a way, participating in the, the incarnation of God here on, in, on earth. We become flesh and blood reflections of God's love, tangible and visible for the world to see. And today we remember saints who, to one degree or another, modeled that high ideal. And we'll all come at last to a day when we'll be remembered and we'll be remembered sometimes we hit the mark and sometimes we didn't, right? When the Bible talks about saints, it's not talking about saints with a capital S. It's talking about camp saints with a small s, that is simply church members. Those who were bold enough to to take the risk of being accused of being hypocrites. Those church people are such hypocrites, you know. But we dare to dream that we can learn together how to reflect God's love in a humble way. And so I wanted to, to, uh, to end this time of reflection on humility this way to kind of compare and contrast the world and what Jesus says. The world says, blessed are the rich, for they own the best stuff. Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn the brokenness of this world of war and hate, for they will be comforted. The world says, blessed are the sexy and glamorous and the famous, right? For everyone desires them. And Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. The world says, Blessed are the powerful, for they shall control the kingdoms of the world. Jesus says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. The world says, Blessed are those who get everything they ever wanted. They alone will be satisfied. Jesus says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And we know that righteousness is simply giving our lives away in love, in kindness, in care, in respect for each other. And so it is towards that vision that we live each and every day of our lives as Christians, isn't it? Bless you in this task as we all seek to be humbly and boldly to represent Jesus here on earth to embody Jesus here on earth. We pray that you have found blessing and enrichment in joining us for worship today, as we are truly blessed to have you worship with us. Peace and blessings to you, and thank you for joining us today. If you would like to support the ministries of St. Paul United Church of Christ here in Wapakoneta, you can do so in three ways. First, you can mail in your gifts to St. Paul at P.O. Box 147, Wapakoneta, Ohio, 45895. Secondly, you can send your gifts online from our website, stpaulucc.com. Lastly, you can text the amount you would like to give by texting us at 844-971-1800. Come join us again at St. Paul United Church of Christ here in Wapakoneta where, no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here.